You are listening to Electric Bike Radio. Welcome to episode three of Electric Bike Radio. I'm Jared, and this is Dwayne. Hey, Jared. Well, I think we should dig right into this week's topic. We uh, decided we wanted to talk about how we transport our e-bikes, because we know that there's going to be times when we want to ride somewhere away from our home, uh, and you and I have been struggling with this issue a little bit recently, because we've been trying to ride together and and get our bikes to the same place. So let's talk about... uh, how do we get these bikes around? When we were thinking about this topic, one thing we were thinking of is why don't we kind of just go through the decision tree that each of us went through and are kind of still going through. Just just try to figure out what's the easiest, uh, most effective, cheapest, fastest, whatever way to get your bike somewhere. So a lot of this will depend on what kind of bike you have and what kind of car you have. But that's, I guess, where we'll start. So number one. Stick your bike in your car. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly what you have been doing. And uh, tell us tell us how that works for you. So my daily driver is a minivan, mostly just because I like hauling stuff around. And uh, it turns out that a, a rad wagon, if you take the front wheel off, will slide right into a minivan without any issue. Uh, at least a full-size minivan. I have a, a Honda Odyssey. So that's one option. But... You know, that's that's not an option for everybody. I have a big van, and I could not fit my bike into any other car I've owned in, in recent past. Now, we have an SUV, uh, just sort of a midsize SUV, and I can, I know from when we purchased uh, my wife's bike that we were able to fold the seats down and sort of stuff the bike in the back, but it's, it's not ideal. Uh, an SUV, laying the bike down on its side in an SUV is possible. Um, if you have the right size truck, but you know, it's not great. Right. I mean, there's other things you have to think about too. Um, most e-bikes are heavy. Do you want to lift a heavy e-bike over a tailgate and risk scratching up the paint or something like that? Um, or banging it on the inside of your car or whatever, even if you can fit your bike. Also, you know, I have in particular a a very large bike. I have a cargo bike. If you have a folding e-bike, it's a little bit easier. But that said, even most folding e-bikes are not that small when they're folded. They, they're still pretty sizable. Yeah, I would say that it's not a job for one person for the most part. Any, If you're trying to get it into a minivan or an SUV, you almost need two people. Somebody you know, either inside or leaning inside to help bring the thing in because it's just not uh, – they, they don't really slide. <laughs> You know, you lose a lot also when you're putting your bike in your car. you got to worry about scratching the car, like we talked about. You lose passenger space, so if you want to go with a few people or, or you, you have a child and you're driving them around and you need to fold the seats down, well, that becomes a problem. Of course, if you go on a dirty ride, you're going to have dirt in your car, and that's the same problem with any bike, but, but still, it's something to think about. And, and there is one type of car we haven't talked about yet is a pickup truck. There are some good options for pickup trucks if you just throw it in your car, but... You know, you don't really want to just throw those in your bed either. There's the potential for theft. Uh, you leave it out in the weather, things like that. And, uh, Dwayne, I think you looked into some things with that uh, as far as how to put your bike down or mount it down. Yeah, because we were considering a pickup truck. We might still, uh, in some ways, uh, a pickup truck is excellent because pickup trucks are designed for hauling stuff around. 
but there's a lot of ways it's it's not ideal either. You know, they are very high off the ground, so getting a, a heavy bike into a truck bed usually requires some type of ramp, and usually some type of longer ramp, you know, so it's not so steep so that you can right. walk the bike up the ramp. So that's something you have to think about. And then you have to find some way to really, you know, secure the bike into the truck. Uh, and there's lots of ways to do that. There's racks that are made for that. Some with the back w- or with the front wheel on. Some with the front wheel removed. Uh, there are plenty of solutions for that, but it does require some pre-planning and some uh, extra equipment. One of the solutions that you know, Dwayne mentioned the um, the solutions with the wheels on or off. There are things that basically look like the bike racks you might see in a bike shop, where you can just roll a wheel into it and it holds the bike up by its wheel. Um, and you can get those installed on the inside of a pickup bed. There's also things that are just the the front the front spindle, mm-hmm. uh, the the quick release, and it's basically mounted to a platform, and you can mount that to the inside of your truck, and then basically mount the front fork of your of your bike to the truck, and that's really secure as far as not going around anywhere. But then you still have to lock it up. You still have to consider weather. There's those other things there. So, one of the simplest things I've seen, and I've never tried this, but it looks interesting if you have a pickup truck, is to use a essentially a rubber mat that goes over the back uh, tailgate, and then you put the bike so that the front wheel is hanging outside of the gate, and the rest of the bike is inside, and then you just secure the you know the, the rear wheel or frame of the bike uh, inside the inside the truck bed, and you know it's. It's not the most protective solution for the bike, but it might be one of the simplest ways to carry bikes around. You see uh, mountain bikers and dirt bikers do this, and, you know, it's another option. Yeah, if I had a pickup truck, I'd, I'd definitely be looking into one of these options before getting to any of the other ones we're going to talk about in a little bit. But uh, The last thing I'll say about pickup trucks is not all pickup trucks are, are created equal either because there are different bed lengths. So if you have a pickup truck with a six-foot bed length, there's a good chance you'll get your e-bike into the truck bed and be able to close uh, the tailgate. But if you have one of these compact pickup trucks with a five foot, which is pretty common, or some of the newer trucks even have a four foot bed, you have to consider that. You know, you might have to either leave the lift gate down or the bike might stick out just a little bit. So um, again, there, there's so many different combinations. But if you if you have the right combination of bike and truck, it can be a great can be a great option well let's move on to the next one so let's assume that uh that you don't have a pickup truck or a car or vehicle that's that's so easy to put the the bike in it's not your first option well next option uh, i think probably on the scale of cost for many people might be if you have a roof rack put the bike on top but there's there's bigger problems with that right Dwayne? yeah boy you know <laughs> when we were putting the outline together and you put roof rack I was questioning uh, whether that was really a thing or not. And and I guess, you know, it's there are so many different types of electric bikes that there probably are bikes that would be suited for a rack. But so much of the commonly seen electric bikes are so heavy that they're probably pushing the limits. Uh, may, maybe not exactly. I think most roof racks, you know, can accommodate 140 pounds or so, which is enough. But, boy... I, I don't know, and, and, and trying to lift an e-bike onto the roof of a car sounds pretty daunting. Nope, I agree completely, but uh, I wanted to go through the, the full decision tree. So <laughs> my other vehicle is um, I have a, a wagon um, that has a roof rack already on it. 
not a bike rack yet, but at least the rails. So I was thinking, well, you know, that's that's half the cost right there. It came with the rails. What what could I do with that? Um, ultimately, I thought to myself, well, with a rad wagon, that's never getting lifted on top of a car. It's just not going to happen. But most bikes are that way. There are, and like like Dwayne said, there are a few bikes out there that if you have a one of the lighter weight bikes, you might be able to do it. It's still not going to be fun. And, and lighter weight, I'm thinking like I have a couple of examples like the Propella or the Aventon Pace or the Rad Power Bikes Rad Mission. They're all like they look like standard diamond frame bikes, uh, usually with smaller motors. And they're great for what they are. They're 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 pretty discreet, and you can take the battery off them, and you're going to get down to between thirty and forty five pounds. But you know, thirty to forty five pounds still lifting over your head in an unwieldy shape and trying to latch it down to the top of a vehicle, I still probably wouldn't go anywhere near that. Just it's not worth it. Yeah, and you want to be real careful not to drop that on the roof of your car either. <laughs> Absolutely, and, well, and plus you're still going to have to buy extra accessories, which are expensive and. And it's only going to fit that one car. You're never going to be able to use it in another car, or most likely. So for me, roof rack, not really a feasible option. Even if I had a lighter bike, I probably would still avoid it. Now, I think when a lot of people think of bike racks, and what a lot of people have is something like a uh, trunk-mounted or hatch-mounted rack, like you might go to Walmart you know, and buy for 50 or 75 bucks. Right, I think anybody who's had a like just a regular bike at some point in their lives has probably bought one of those cheaper bike racks and transported a regular bike. And usually they have straps with little metal hooks that go into where the trunk attaches to the car, where the hatch attaches to the car, and everything just sort of hangs off the back. But but the truth is, you know, you and I could be wrong. Maybe there are some racks that meet that description that would be sturdy enough for an e-bike, but. I don't think there's too many of them. I would be I would be concerned about any type of trunk mount or hatch mount rack being sturdy enough for an e-bike. And, and I never liked the trunk mount ra- uh, trunk mounted racks, anyways. I mean, I never used one with an e-bike, but I've used them with mountain bikes before. And you always got some rubbing on your trunk. So, like there there was some strap that was rubbing in a way that was going to kind of scuff up the paint. And admittedly, I wasn't buying the super pricey ones that are 400 500 i was looking for the the walmart version or slightly better but i never found one i really felt comfortable with anyways and to think of adding you know 50 pounds to that i just i just can't i don't see a way that it would actually work that i feel comfortable with it and even if you're not worried about it scratching up your car <laughs> it's probably scratching up your bike <laughs> so one, that's probably true one way or the other something is probably getting scratched <laughs> <laughs> so there was one thing that uh Again, Dwayne and I were talking about this beforehand. One thing that he mentioned is if you've got a Jeep or a vehicle similar to a Jeep where it has the the spare tire mounted on the back, then you might have a tire-mounted option. Yeah, one of my uh, friends, uh, he and his wife have two e-bikes, and they do carry two bikes on a uh, spare tire mount on a Jeep Renegade. And so I think there are some racks uh, that will work uh, that will support that kind of weight um so if you have if you have that type of vehicle that has an exposed you know spare tire mount which is you know like a jeep or a truck of that type um that can be an option now i did a quick search today for for racks like that and the ones i found uh were still limited even the ones for e-bikes were still limited to like 60 pounds a bike which for some e-bikes, that's not a problem. For other e-bikes, that's that's a little on the low end. 
but also if you're going to go with one of those types of racks, more often than not, they look like the type that would you would hang your bike from the top of the frame, like a normal diamond frame. And if you have a, a bike that doesn't have that type of normal frame, such as Dwayne's Pedego Boomerang, where it has kind of a scoop down frame or you know a lower frame, you're going to need to figure out a way to do that. So there's still complications there. Although, if you can find something that fits your bike, I feel much more comfortable with, with that concept of hanging off a tire than the previous version of just hanging off the back of a car. Yeah, I agree. It it does keep the bikes away from the car, away from the painted surfaces of the car. Right. So I think it's it's certainly a better option, but still maybe not the best option. I think we're still going to talk about what, what do we think is the gold standard, Jared, for carrying our bikes? Yeah, we're, we're coming to what we, we basically both landed on, and unfortunately it gets into the priciest versions of, of the options. I mean, so, so we both landed on doing the, the hitch-mounted bike, so... You need a trailer hitch, first of all. Do you have a hitch on your car? If you have a hitch, you're halfway there. Yeah, and of course, not all cars can accept uh, a hitch. Uh, If you have any type of truck or SUV, chances are good that even if you don't have one, that you could add one. And even you see people with uh, Honda Accords and cars like that, that they can put some type of hitch receiver on. But I think it's safe to say probably not all cars are set up for this. So that's, that's sort of the first hurdle. Yeah, not, not all cars. You, you can find a lot of hitches for sedans and, and, and cars in general. There is one site that I actually really love and not a sponsor, but eTrailer.com. Uh, they sell hitches, but they also put out really good videos on how to install most of the hitches that they sell. If you go there and put in your car, you're likely to, if there are no, is an option out there that isn't a dealer option for your car, you're likely to find one. So there are a lot of hitches for cars. But then one thing you have to look at is what size is that hitch. And hitches that we're going to be talking about in in the realm of putting one on your car for towing a bike or hauling a bike are going to be in one of two sizes. I think it's one and a quarter or two-inch hitches. Two-inch uh, receivers or hitches are what you'll see on most trucks, the, the square box on the back, the, the SUV type, the one that you would typically use to haul a trailer of some sort. But there's a smaller size that that's what you'll see on a lot of sedans and things like that. It's a one and a quarter inch receiver. That's got to determine what kind of options you have out there for the next part is buying the bike rack. Yeah, I would say if you have the type of vehicle that can accommodate a two inch hitch, do that. Uh, Yes, it's so much more versatile. And there are adapters, and a lot of the racks out there uh, are available in both sizes, but some are only available in the larger size because you can carry more weight, and it's a little bit more sturdy, a 2-inch hitch receiver. So if you have the option, go with the 2-inch. I think the only real reason to go with the smaller receiver is if your car just isn't equipped for a 2-inch if the only thing you can get is a a 1.25 because you've got a sedan with less grand clearance, that sort of thing. And, and, you know, we, we started this part about saying that this is kind of the more expensive option, but uh, the one we both landed on. So let me just give you a general idea on, on cost for the hitch part. Hitches range, and, and I, I know this is going to say it depends. You, you know, that's not going to help. <laughs> but, but hitches range anywhere from, I would say, 100 120 $150 for some cars up to $1,000 if you're, 
if you are lucky enough to have a car that only has a dealer option tow hitch available. Most cars, I would say, you probably can find something in the one, two hundred, even three hundred dollar range. Uh, that's again what I ended up doing. Uh, I have my minivan. I decided I wanted to be able to haul uh, bikes on my car, and I ordered a hitch. I believe I ordered a Kurt hitch. Um, the na- brand name is Kurt from eTrailer.com. I watched a bunch of their videos online in advance and they were near the lowest price. And I usually try to give my business to the company that I, I learn a lot from. So order from them. It showed up in two days. Uh, I'm relatively handy. So I would, I picked the more advanced hitch that would tuck up nice and neatly and quietly underneath the, the bumper and not be, not stick out too much and was able to install it in a few hours. And it's worked out great. And it, I think that hitch was in the 150 or $200 range. Jared, you're a little more adventurous than I am when it comes to those sorts of do-it-yourself projects. I will tell you that I have been looking for at hitches as well. And I'm more in the camp of uh, take my car to uh, someone and have them install a hitch. And if no matter where you live, there will always be a couple vendors that will do this for you. I mentioned U-Haul just because they are sort mm-hmm. of a national chain but you can go onto the U-Haul website and select your car and your model, and they'll tell you what's available, and they'll give you a quote uh, for uh, installation of the hitch. And I will tell you, for your typical installation at U-Haul, I would say it's about $250 for the hitch assembly and about $200 for installation, including the wiring, okay. if you want the wiring for like taillights and that sort of thing, which is not necessary for a bike rack. But to me, if you're, <laughs> if you're going to spend a couple hundred bucks to put in a, a hitch, you might as well have the wiring accessories too. But yeah, I think it's about a $450 option or so on your typical truck or SUV. No, that's, that's true. I, I've installed a few hitches on a few vehicles. I'm one of those people that changes vehicles far too often for my own good or will offer to help family members with, with their vehicles. So I've put on a few and um, and I enjoy tinkering, so it's never really phased me. But if you're handy, it's not something that's usually very difficult. But there's always a U-Haul down the street, and I think I've sent as many people to U-Haul and said, eh, just go get it done. They won't cost that much, and you know it'll be done by a pro. If you have any concern about it, it's just as easy as doing it yourself. So just the options are out there. Once you have that you know, two inch or one, one and a quarter inch uh, hitch receiver, it opens up a whole world of options for bike racks. Right. And uh, Dwayne, have I, Dwayne and I have gone very different ways in this respect too, for, much like uh, with the hitches. It's just, um, well, actually, Dwayne's actually gotten a little further than I have in the process, so I'll let him go first. Well, yeah, and we don't really have the time or resources to review specific bike racks. Um, there are websites that do that. There are plenty of videos on YouTube if you're interested in specific, very specific models. But I will tell you, I I went one way, uh, which is I decided to buy the uh, Thule Easy Fold. Uh, Thule is a Swedish company that is very well known for bike racks. I would say that Thule and Yakima are two of the best known brands uh, for bike racks and, and, and car racks of all sorts right and uh Thule is a great product i bought the easy fold it's it's not cheap it was about uh an 850 dollar purchase but it is um a fantastic rack it is a smooth smooth rack it is a it is a um 
you know, a, the pinnacle of engineering and, and how easy it is to use and, and how you need nothing else to go with it. It just handles everything. Yeah, it's just fantastic. It's lightweight. It has a wheel to roll it around. It attaches without any tools or any particular, you know, fiddly things. Uh, right, no hitch pins or anything. It's all kind of built all, in. All one piece, nothing to lose. It also incorporates a ramp so that you can roll the bikes up onto the ramp if you don't want to lift them on to the rack. It comes with a set of uh, locks so that you can both lock the rack to the vehicle and also lock the bikes to the rack. Right, and it doesn't just come with those. They're, they're built into the whole system with one with one key for everything. Yeah. And it's a it's one of the bike racks of the kind that that Jared and I are most favor, which is that holds the bikes by the wheels, as opposed to what we were talking mm-hmm. about before. There's no hanging the bikes. Uh, there's no dangling of the bikes. Uh, the bikes sit in a uh, track for the wheels, and the wheels get cinched down, and the frame gets uh, attached by some devices that that grab onto the frame. And, and clamp down on it, and it just—it's a great. Uh, if you're willing to spend the money, it's the Cadillac of bike racks. Absolutely, I was—I uh, loved using it. We—I w- went over to Dwayne's house the other day, and we—we we put it on on my minivan uh, with my with my hitch, and and played with it there as, as he had just gotten it, and it's just—it's fantastic. And even though it was the first time out of the box, we had it on, and the bikes on your car in what maybe ten minutes. 10 minutes and, and it felt secure and neither one of us were looking at it going, Hmm, I'm not so sure. <laughs> so that's, that's one way to go. And certainly Thule isn't the only company and the easy fold isn't the only model. My dad purchased a Yakima on ramp, uh, that he uses for his bike. Now he had some issues with, with fit, uh, which can be a problem with e-bikes because they don't always, the frame sizes and geometry can be a little bit weird. So you really have to do your homework on that. But um, there's any number of racks that are like what I'm talking about that's just sort of an, an all-in-one solution for two bikes that's rated for the kind of weight of an e-bike, you know, 60 or more pounds a piece, and can be a great just sort of out-of-the-box solution as long as you can find one. They are very hard to find right now, and they can right. be hard to find in stock. You know, and, and one of those in considerations about fit is fat tires. Yeah, a lot of e-bikes have fat tires, and if you're looking at racks out there, some of them use almost a kind of like a clamping system or or something that the tire will sit into, like a little cage or, or wrap around. But that's not going to fit a three or four inch tire for all of them unless it's designed for that. So keep an eye out for that. And also, there's not many things out for, frankly, my bike, my my rad wagon, um, with its I believe 54 inch wheelbase. Uh, is longer than most racks will handle. There's a couple, but but not all of them. So, just to throw out a, a few other quick names, another one, you know, Thule and Yakima are are out there. There's another one that seems uh, pretty popular on a lot of the electric bike boards from Hollywood Bikes. Um, I have not seen that one in person, in person, but I just wanted to mention it. There's one from Northern Tool that is rather cheap, and I don't have personal experience with it, but. It look it yeah you know, it looks a little thin uh, in the gauge of steel that they're using and and I'm not sure if I'd be putting my my investment on the back of uh, that but you know it's out there check it out but yeah so those are the options with 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 just your standard but but easy to use convenient you don't have to worry about strapping things down in a tricky way kind of bike rack 
it's a problem that you can solve by throwing money at it. <laughs> yes, yes. So if you can't tell, I'm already the kind of person who would rather solve problems by not throwing money at things and throw effort and determination and perhaps uh, reckless abandon at instead. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to use um, a cargo carrier and modify it a little bit to suit my needs. So again, I have this rad wagon. It's a long, heavy bike. It doesn't fit on most of the racks we've even mentioned. Although I think I've seen a picture of it on Dwayne's bike rack, but we hadn't, we didn't try it that day. <laughs> um, but there's not as many options for it. So I'm going to use a cargo carrier and you've all seen them. It's, you know, the, the flat panel that, you know, people will buy and put on the back of their trucks and throw a couple coolers in or whatever and drive down the highway with them. And my plan is to take one of those, um, a 60 inch wide one, probably from either Harbor Freight or Kurt. And they both look pretty good. Uh, Kurt, the Kurt one is sold on Amazon for about the same price as the Harbor Freight one. Northern Tool also sells one, but I'm going to take one of those flatter ones and build some, add some channels to it to roll my bike into it. So the tires are kind of locked down and then strap it down on either side with, with, um, the ratchet straps. And I think that'll be pretty secure. In fact, I, I got the idea from people that are using dirt bike racks, which is another option there. You know, people carry their dirt bikes on the back of their truck. Sometimes those are whole, you know, dirt bikes, few hundred pounds worth of dirt bike. Yeah. You're saying motorcycle dirt bikes. Yeah. Basically, yeah, motorcycle dirt bikes. Yep. And and some people have used those for putting your electric bike on because if you know, much cheaper. You can find them all the way down to the hundred, hundred fifty dollar range and going up, but even the hundred fifty dollar range ones for the most part look fairly sturdy and stout and they're designed to hold several hundred pounds more than I would ever put on with my e bike. So there are definitely some considerations to deal with with, the, with these options. I think they can be completely stout and sturdy, but you're going to have to get really good at tying your bike down securely manually with these ratchet straps. If you're loose or your tires can slip in any sort of way or anything like that, it's going to wiggle out of the straps and end up on the road. This is where you're you're buying the convenience of the of the nicer tooly racks that are designed exactly for this. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. If you're doing it manually, you're going to have to be really good about tying things down. Uh, make sure you're buying a rack that has tie-down points in all the places you would need them. You're going to need a few extra things. You're going to need to buy ratchet straps extra. And and Dwayne, you know, Dwayne's rack is is you know example of not needing to buy anything. I will share pictures or whatever down the road on our Facebook page once it's done. But and and I feel like I can do it comfortably, but if you're not if you're the kind of person who doesn't want to put a hitch on your car, you're just yourself and adventure into that, you probably don't want to go this way either. I think that's probably right. Right? <laughs> if your eyes have glazed over by now, uh, it's not the project for you. <laughs> that's that's fair enough. So, that's my fabric cobbled plan. One last thing, Jared, before we, we wrap up this discussion, I think there are some general tips about carrying bikes on any type of rack that we should probably just tick through quickly. Um, yeah, definitely. One of them is it always makes sense to remove the battery and any sort of accessories on your bike before you transport it any distance. Uh, first of all, removing the battery removes a lot of weight. It's going to remove a lot of bouncing of the rack and that sort of thing, but it's also keeps your battery from getting stolen. It keeps your battery from getting damaged, which is one of the most 
expensive parts of your bike if anything does happen it's just a good idea to remove the battery definitely definitely and you know also some of those batteries out there are not super secure on the bike so as Dwayne said avoiding getting it stolen you know on that same topic unless you're just taking the bike down to local park and you're never going to be away from it it's always a good idea to lock your bike to your rack if you if you have a rack like i do it may have integrated locks if not Take your bike lock that you use already uh, to lock your bike when you're away from it. Lock it to the rack. If you're going to go into a restaurant, if you're going to be somewhere away from your bike, e-bikes are, you know, they're a target of theft because they're so valuable. So lock them, lock them to the rack. By the way, removing the battery also helps the theft prevention because <laughs> nobody really right. wants an e-bike that doesn't have a battery. Uh, and, and also locking the rack to your car. You know, you get to where you're going to go, you take your bikes off, and you take off on your bike ride. If you have a $800 rack on the back of your car, you better make sure it's secured to your car. Definitely, definitely. And then there's uh, a couple things just for travel protection to make sure your bike doesn't slip out. Make sure you understand how to, to latch everything properly and don't take any shortcuts, even if you have a, a strange frame that requires something else. They, they do have out there... Um, and I think Dwayne has used this on previous bikes, bars that go across the top of low-step bikes that kind of turn it into a diamond frame and allow you to secure the top if you have a bike rack that needs that. If you if you don't have anything that's securing your bike from kind of near the top and also the wheels, you definitely want to look into that and make sure you have a way to do that. You want to triangulate how it's how your bike is cinched down. Otherwise, it can wobble around and take off. And really just know your equipment. I think that's probably the biggest thing is, is really understand, you know, how everything works and go through the checklist twice, you know, after everything's locked up and, and you put it on your car and you're ready to go, I would go through it one more time and go through, all right, let me look at the hitch. Let me make sure that the pin is in there properly. Make, make sure whatever's cinched down there needs to be done. Make sure the bikes are secured at both wheels and, um, and whatever frame clamp there is. Stuff like that. Yeah, and the last point I would mention is kind of a driving point, just because I've seen people do this. You have to be careful about the clearance of the rack to the road. Now, it depends oh, on your vehicle. If you have an F-150, this is pickup truck, Ford pickup truck, this is probably less of an issue. If you have a Toyota RAV4, uh, this might be more of an issue. You have to just be careful, especially if you're going up a driveway that's steep or especially if you're backing up the vehicle into a driveway, you have any sort of incline, uh, you have to pay attention to those things because you can bottom out the rack, and that can cause damage to the rack. And if you are if you really hit it hard enough, you can cause damage to the bike. So you just always have to be aware of what you're doing and how much, you know, that you've got three or four feet of something extending behind the rear of your vehicle when you're driving. That's a great point, Dwayne. You know, let, let me ask... Uh, if you're listening and you know of any racks that we haven't hit on, especially if you know of something that might save me from having to fabric cobble together a, a platform on the back of my car, uh, let us know. Let us know what's out there. If you've got something that works for you or you have a question about something that you're looking into and will it work for your bike, uh, give us a holler. You can always reach us on Facebook and Twitter uh, or email us at ebikeradio at gmail.com. Our contact information and links to some of the things we mentioned in our show, uh, we try to put in the in the show notes that are reviewable on your podcast player or on our website at ebikeradio.com. Uh, 
shoot us an email or give us a comment uh, wherever you see us, and we will we will check it out. Yeah, if you have questions, we'll be happy to follow up with you either by email or even answer your questions on the next show. So we hope that we have helped you all out. Uh, obviously, moving our bikes around is an issue. There's a lot of problems, but there's a lot of solutions, and we hope that uh, we've given you some things to think about. Thanks for listening to the show, and stay tuned to Electric Bike Radio.